Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about the strategies and tactics to help grow your business so you can live a life of freedom, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media. And with me, as always, is Luke Agri, President of Reminder Media. What's up? And today, we just mentioned this on our live, but for the podcast listeners, we are live on Facebook for the first time. So if you're listening to this podcast in our feed or on our site, make sure to check out Reminder Media on Facebook for future live notifications. And I don't know why, it feels like more pressure. A little like bit more we're, pressure. We're live, even though you know we really kind of do it in one take no matter what. <laughs> we don't really do splicing and editing, but for some reason, when you're live, it's like, oh my goodness, there's more pressure right don't now. We can't mess up. up. Yep. So today we're going to be talking about how to create a unique selling proposition for your business. So I thought it'd be kind of cool just to get your take and your perspective, Luke, out of the gate, what you consider to be, what is a unique selling proposition in your mind? Yes. So, you know, I think what comes to my heart just like right away is that this is the thing that differentiates you versus your competition. So as you look to, you know, what you bring to the table for your clients, what is the thing that separates you, your product, your service versus the competition, particularly from a benefit standpoint, meaning like when you look at your your client, your potential client um, that you're trying to gain, your unique value proposition should really share with them what you bring to the table that someone else doesn't. Yeah. Because that should be the thing that translates into helping you obviously earn that person as a client and then ultimately retain them because they want to go back for that thing over and over again because they trust it. It's unique to you. It's what you specialize in. So that's what comes to my mind. Now there's a great Wikipedia is, I think, how I got through college. And I was looking up. <laughs> I, was I just say, that wanted, looked pretty close yeah, to the yeah. Wikipedia definition. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was impressed. I have to admit, I was impressed by this definition, this overview little thing here on Wikipedia when I was going through a bunch of them this morning. Because a lot of people have different takes and there's different thoughts on your value proposition and stuff. So there's no magic bullet. But just reading this, it goes, a value proposition is a statement which identifies clear, measurable, and demonstrable benefits consumers get when buying a particular product or service. It should convince consumers that this product or service is better than the others on the market. This proposition can lead to a competitive advantage when consumers pick that particular product or service over the competitors because they receive greater value. So I'm probably... In my mind, it stood out to me as best because that's where I naturally go to. You know, yeah. hey, what you bring to the table versus the competition. But I thought that explained well, it, it hit really on a couple well. things. Measurable—that's a big thing, yes. right? You know, actually being able to define what is measurable in your in in what you bring to the table that the competition can't. And then, of course, the the competition is the next big thing. And I think a lot of times, I know as a, as a business, uh, and when we're trying to promote the Reminder Media brand and come up with what that unique selling proposition was, which we have one uh, for our products, American Lifestyle Magazine, um, you know, we're, we're looking at the entire country, you know, yes. and uh, eventually the world. And, hopefully and hopefully the, galaxy, the, the, galactic the galactic space, as statement. we call it, yes. But um, uh, you can make it, if you're a service-based sales professional, you're, you're in a local community, like that is your world. If you're trying to sure. figure out what makes me unique or what makes me the best at, 
you know, that's your area. That's the other 400 service professionals that you're competing against in your yep. industry, the other five, six, you know, however big your area is, you know, and if you don't know that number, find out that number because you need to know what your competition is and what they're offering so that you can really drill down to what makes me unique, what Correct. makes me special. It's especially difficult in the service-based sales arena um, when you're thinking about like a value proposition because you don't necessarily have like a product you're selling you're you're selling yourself as a realtor that might be listening to this an insurance agent yes you're, you're selling insurance you're selling houses but you're ultimately kind of selling yourself because the products aren't really yours you didn't create them right they're not unique it's not a brand new thing that overcomes a I don't know a problem it's more you're selling your brand right and I think you touched on something when you said measurable a lot of times I think like your unique value proposition, we confuse it with like slogans. Yes. So you think of like yeah. Apple has that, like, what is it? Think differently. Think different, yeah. Like that's not necessarily their value proposition. Mm-hmm. It's more of a slogan for them. And so I think a lot of times we struggle when we're coming up with value propositions because we tend to want to go straight to the slogan, like the number one realtor in central Virginia by home sold. And even though that can be part of your value proposition, that's more your positioning, how you're positioning right. yourself yeah. uh, versus your value proposition. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I had that same challenge when just doing some research on this. There were a lot of examples given that were taglines. And I thought, man, some of them, I didn't think of taglines or so, slogans as being your unique selling proposition. But I, I think it plays into it. If it it's plays something into that it. you're able to, I, I, would, I would encourage people not to go in with the mentality of coming up with a catchy slogan or catchy um, uh, headline or something like that. But if it if it becomes one or you can condense it down to one, I think that helps. I know one of the most famous ones um, that from an advertising marketing standpoint, uh, I've seen a lot is Avis, the car rental company. Oh, yeah. OK. They say we're number true. We're number two. We try harder. And I just thought that was that's always been such a great slogan. And it is, in a way, a unique selling proposition because it does a number of things. Number one, it's honest. Yeah. Right. So it's building trust. And that's with the key right to away. all sales is being direct and honest. Yeah. 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 We're number two. And then and then it's saying, what am I going to do for you? And that's ultimately what what everybody wants. It's with them. What's in it for me? Yep. And so saying like, hey, we're number two. So we're going to try our hardest because we want to be. Yeah, number we want one. to be. Na- Dude, that's and that's awesome. something like if you're number two in your market or something like that, like that's a great opportunity to even own something like that, because now your clients know this this person has goals, they yep. have ambitions, and they're going to work for me as hard as they can to become number one. So it's a balance between, I think like the takeaway there is don't go in to make it a, a, a catchy saying, Yep. but if you can come out with one that encapsulate what your unique selling proposition is, I would go for it. Well, what's interesting is I you know, had a, someone come in and pitch us uh, the other yes. day. So they were pitching <laughs> yeah, yeah, us yeah. for something for our company. And I've had two different companies come in. I'm going to have a third one come in. They're, they're trying to supply some stuff for us. And it was interesting hearing this person's pitch because I came out of it going, they had told us, you know, hey, they've been in business for years. They had been with the company for 13 years. You know, they're you know, a billion dollar organization across the, the globe. So they were throwing out all these things and what kept resonating in my mind is that I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Like I'm literally right. the, the prospect across the table. They're sharing all their kind of credentials for lack of a better word. Like they're sharing stuff that they, I think believe is their unique value proposition, but it wasn't resonating it wasn't with resonating me. It wasn't connecting yeah. with me because it wasn't speaking to what 
is in it for me, right. the benefit for me, and then why they're different yeah. from the competition. So if they would have come in and said, basically, here is what we can bring to the table for you, X, Y, Z, and here is why it's better yeah. than everything else that is out there because it drives you know this, this, and this, that would have resonated with me so much more than saying, we've been in business for you know 100 years, and right. I've been with the company 13 years, and the company's a billion dollars, and we have this. It just, that didn't resonate with me, whereas if they were to come in and say, we're unique because we can solve this pain for you, yeah. and we do it better because of this system, or we do it better because of this um, idea, whatever it is that would have resonated so much more well, you even me. made the point this that you know that i know salespeople have in general um is we have all the information today you know yeah, the we don't need to rely on a on a sales uh, person to give us information yep you go into every sale knowing all of your options so it's exactly what you're saying get right to yeah, that why point. are you unique yeah why are you why are you different why so are you unique one way that you can do that is uh to step back and put yourself in your customer's shoes yes right get out of your daily operations scrutinize what your customers really want and start thinking about if you were to use your own services what would stand out to you what would really resonate with with you and your needs and think about how your story can fit into that Yes. And I, I pull up HubSpot here. I'm actually taking an Instagram picture right now for everybody who's wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> and here I am in the super podcast. distractible. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, I pulled up HubSpot. They have a great kind of method. They have three steps, basically. First step is kind of what you're touching on, which is identify customer benefits. So make a list of all the benefits your product offers to the customer. It's like kind of if you're looking, hey, how do I actually create a unique value proposition? What are the benefits that your product offers to customers? And, you know, when you think of like, I think of like my brother in real estate, what he would try to come up with 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 us, you know, we're going, hey, look, we're going to produce referrals for you. We're going to produce repeat transactions for you. We're going to produce better, stronger relationships for you through our products. Uh, For Steven, you know, my brother, it might be the benefits of your product that offers to the customer that, hey, look, I can take the pain of the paperwork away or the the problems with the contracts that you might face in selling a home. I'm going to sell it faster. So the time on the market's going to be shorter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, I'm going to get you 95% of list price. Maybe that's one of the th- benefits that he gets for customers. So making a list, step two was link benefits to value offering. Right. So identify what value your products bring to the customers. And so for us, like it's like our shelf life, right. like our, our benefit, which results in the customer benefit of referral and repeat transactions. The way we get there is because our product is so high quality it gets past the trash can. Right. It actually lives in the home, which then leads to that referral and repeat business. And then the last step was differentiate and position yourself. So make it clear who your target customer is, what you offer to them, and how you are different. This is where we've struggled, I think, yeah. because we've been so heavy real estate that a lot of our stuff has always spoken and been aimed and geared in the positioning to real estate, but we've really tried to pull back and go, no, 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 we're helping service-based sales professionals. Yeah, 140 different industries. Correct. You know, have, have used our product, so... 
So how you position who you like your target customer is, is going to affect how you lay out that unique value proposition. So apply this to like a real estate agent. Are you going like, what do you sell? Do you sell luxury homes? Do you sell, you know, medium or millennials? Yeah. What is your your niche niche. basically what you're looking for? Another way to do this. We just recorded an above the noise on this the other day. So if you're not um, checking out as uh, checking us out on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash reminder media. We have above the noise videos that go out every week. Great looking guy on that. Usually, Luke does all of them, but occasionally uh, a couple other people. So I I did one the other day on SWOT analysis. Um, So this is an exercise that you can actually go through, tried and true method of finding your business strategy, but it can also help lead you to your unique selling proposition. So it's going through your strengths, right? Listing out Uh, all of the strengths that you have, listing out all of your weaknesses. And the goal here for the weaknesses is to be brutally honest with yourself. Make sure that you're not trying to hide anything from yourself. Nobody else is going to see this sheet of paper. Be honest with what your weaknesses are. On the lower half, so it's kind of a grid, strength and weaknesses are on the top. Those are things that are internal to you. Opportunities and threats then are on the bottom of the grid. These are things that are external that you don't really have any control over. This is the environment. This is the market. This is your geography. What are the opportunities that are uh, available for your business? What are the threats that might be threatening your business? And start to match those things together to figure out from your strengths, where can you focus that doesn't rely on your weaknesses, that offsets your threats and maximizes your opportunities? And from that alone, you know, you may come up with a few things that you can say, okay, this is these are three options that I have. How do I really drill down now and want to craft one or combine them to make my unique selling proposition? Yeah, and think about it like uh, as a real estate agent or as a you know service-based sales professional because it's your brand that matters. It's like, what is it that you love, right? So, so oh, the passion, make, yeah, yeah, the passion. Yeah. Like, so is it the people? Because a lot of realtors I talk to, it's they got into the business because they love the people. Right. They love they uh, love networking with the people. They love meeting people. They love the relationship aspect. Yeah, of it. Yeah. And so that should help you craft. What do you bring to the table at, for your clients? That's unique. And, and, and that could be the, the convenience or the service that you have or the relationship you bring to the table with your clients. Maybe now I don't meet a ton of realtors like this, but maybe you are a numbers person. Maybe yes. you yeah. understand the market it's a great, better yeah. than anybody else. You and and you can display this in the way you do. Maybe the way you craft your CMAs. I right. don't know what it is, but you can. You know what is it that you are just unbelievably good at and obsessed over? I love that because it doesn't it doesn't fall into the traditional like okay, how do I position myself as the best salesperson or the Correct. person that can sell your home? The yeah, because good luck doing that. It's really position. I love numbers. I understand all of the market fluctuation. I have these spreadsheets and if if that's your niche now yep. you're kind of looking for people that relate to that that connect to that that really are looking for someone who speaks their language and then you can start to tailor your own audience and your own target and who you're trying to attract as a client because that fits your niche if you're able to meet those people instead of trying to go as wide as possible you know really try and go as deep into what your cut your ideal customer looks like and how to service them the best to be unique and to stand out and to really help them with their own situation because when you when you focus in on what your passion is and what you love 
that transcends somehow. I, I don't know. I guess it's authenticity and how how we connect with other human beings. But it transcends better than any sales pitch. Yeah. Better than any slogan. It tra- like just the they see it. It's authentic across your whole brand. It's authentic across your marketing to your listing presentation to your slogans because you've honed in on what you love. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> what you can also see if you're struggling to go, I don't really know what I love. Look at your achievements. What are your achievements? What are you most proud of? Maybe it's not awards. Go. Maybe yeah. you don't have five-star realtor awards or whatever yet. But maybe, like, what are the achievements? When you look back on your life, what is it that you mark and go, man, that's something I'm super proud of. That's something I want to share with people, yeah. and I want people to remember me by. This is what I've achieved, because that's going to help you refine down to really where you tend to go. Yeah. Right? Another exercise you can do, and I love this one, because it's from a, a series of books that I've, I've read a dozen times by Marty Neumeyer, and it's the second book in the series called Zag. And what his, his whole pitch is, you know, the market is cl- cluttered. You're no longer, your competition is not your competition. It's clutter. Right. So how when everybody else is zigging, how are you you zagging? Right. And so part of that exercise, it's like a 17 step exercise. But one of the parts that stands out is going through your oneliness. Or your onlyness. I'm sorry. What is your only? No, but I'm I'm curious on this oneliness. oneliness. Like, how do you get one? one with the, no, is the loneliest <laughs> number. Uh, no, but what is what makes you the only? So the the way that you would go through this exercise is it's broken out into what. This is your category, okay. identifying what your category is. How, what is your point of differentiation, like we were speaking about earlier? Who, who is your audience segment? Sure. Right? Where, where in the world? What's your marketing geography? Why, what is their customer's need? And then when, what is the time or the era? So what that would break down to is, would be, I'm the only blank that blanks for blank in blank who blank in an era of blank. And I'm going to go through an example. because Dude, I know that, that is really awesome. Fast. We that are going to really put this on the statepaidpodcast.com. So go check it out because this, I think this is the best one I've heard so I'm you gonna, mention so I'm going to give you a test. Okay. All right. I'm going to give, I'm going to read a company's example and see if you can guess who it is. Okay. Okay. So we are Google. the only motorcycle manufacturer that makes big, loud motorcycles for macho guys and macho wannabes, mostly in the United States, who want to join a gang of cowboys in an era of decreasing personal freedom. Can you guess? I would say Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson. But I have to admit, I'm not sure if I'm guessing that because it's the only motorcycle couple company I know. But no, it sounds like Harley Davidson. Well, so I went through this. I'm like, how do we apply this to to our customers? We've been working with a gentleman, Brian Quigley. Yes. Uh, He was your realtor, and we've been working with him. And he he came in, and he specializes in senior home transitioning, right? Yep. So I went through this exercise with him, and this is what his would sound like, may sound like. Sure. So they are the only real estate agent team that provides a white glove service by handling every facet of your move for seniors in Montgomery County who are moving to an elder care community in an era where everyone wants everything done fast and automated. Dude, that's gold, man. So that Quickster, is, man, are you paying us for that? I hope you're paying it. No. <laughs> but what it does is it really forces you more. Now, obviously, you're not going to put that on a on a tagline. Sure, it's yeah, yeah. Tagline. Now, it's not easily memorizable, I guess. Or that's not really a word. But. but it gets you closer to saying, okay, what am I doing? I am handling every single every single piece 
of need for um, elder citizens that are moving, transitioning from a home mm-hmm. where they've lived on their own, possibly, yep. to uh, a community where you know they need to receive care or they'll be part of a bigger community. And so they do the organizing, they do the decluttering, they do. Uh, it really is a white glove service from beginning to end. One of the things they say is, we don't just slap a for sale That's sign the your and walk away. Yeah. Right. They really focus on, and then yep. they know their audience. Yep. It's seniors. They know exactly who they're going to go after now and who they're going to market to. And so it just provides you with that clarity to say, this is this is who meets my business model and what I can do really well. And this kind of defines the differentiation, which is also kind of in this age where everything's sold online and you want to yeah. go fast. You want to, okay, give me the DocuSign. Let me initial it. That's, yeah. that's what I love. So I'm going to go, I'm going to lean towards that. But, you know, uh, older uh, citizens, they might they like that um, having their hand held, being able to explain everything in person. And that's what they focus on. It's interesting because um, when I look at kind of their value proposition and, and what they're bringing to the table, how critical it is that they know their audience. It is. yeah. And I it's think a huge, rare to see that, yeah. Yeah, a huge mistake. And it's the, it's a temptation we're facing in our business right now is, you know, Josh and I are trying to go through this process of what is it? The story brand process, yes. basically developing yeah. your story brand, just because as we grow and things change and the industry changes and our clients get more and bigger and we have more opportunities you struggle because you almost want to go after everything. Yes. You you want like, we almost want to be everything to everybody Mm -hmm. at every time. And you can't do that. And and we're facing roadblocks in our own company because we've maybe gone down too many roads trying to be everything to everybody. And, I think, you know, the temptation, it doesn't matter if you're in real estate, doesn't matter if you're insurance or if you're a marketing company like us, the realtor's temptation is I want to work with everybody. I want to, I want to sell any home that comes to me instead of going, you know what? It's okay to turn away a client because that's not who I go after. Now I'm not saying turn down great business, but the point being, I mean, Brian Quigley won't turn down a a buyer, a lister. Correct. He just knows who he's going after. He knows knows what his focus is for his systems, for his, what he's going to build now in his market. I mean, this unique value proposition now can dictate to him, how does his marketing play out? How does he do his prospecting? How does he put together his pitch for his listing right. presentation? All that. And then if he gets something else that comes in, he's appreciative of it and he'll take it. But that helps him focus and focus, 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 as Tony Robbins would say, is the key yeah. to business. You got to have focus. And then very, that very goes into um, the action. So now that you have, let's, you've gone through some of these exercises, uh, anything that we've mentioned here, guys, Google it and it's going to give you a template. We're going to include right. these uh, templates in our show notes for the podcast as well. But now that you have it, um, what are you going to do with it? So the first thing that we would recommend is make sure you add your unique uh, selling proposition to your branding. Make it prominent. Make it the lead on your website. Put it on all your social media channels. Put it on your print marketing. Make sure that when people see your name and your photo that they associate that selling proposition with you. So I have facts. Value proposition is one of the most important conversion factors. The number one thing visitors should see on your page. And it says 54% of companies do nothing to optimize their value proposition. But yet it's the number one most important conversion factor piece. Wow. So very interesting. That's coming straight from HubSpot. So you need to put it like Josh is saying, you need to put it on your website. You need to put it on your your social media pages. I would then translate that into it's got to be in your, your pitch. Yeah. It's got to be. So if you're at your listing presentation, that, that's the reason why you're there. Yep. The reason why you're there is every realtor. I think of my brother. There's 800 realtors in his zone. 
So he's one of like 800. I think there's just a little under 800. And one of the things that he utilizes, there's two things he focuses on. One is his system. So he's developed this whole system. It's like 40 something different touches or 40 something different things he does to list a property. So he has it um, built out and he explains that to people. So he has a system that gets their home sold faster for the amount of money they want in the, in the time they want. But then the other thing he focuses on, which kind of goes directly at his competition is he focuses on the pain point that there's so many realtors out there. Right. And the chances are of you getting a realtor that's just chasing a transaction, mm. meaning this realtor's only done one deal this year. This realtor's maybe only sold two homes this year. And guess what? That realtor's in a state of mind of, hey, I need to eat, so I need to sell this home. Right. And they're going to do whatever they can to sell that home. And it might not be with your best interest in mind. So he plays to that well, in his value proposition and says, I don't chase I don't chase deals. Yeah. I don't take and, homes that I can't sell. And I'm not desperate for homes because I've already done 28 deals and then we're only four months in. And he's willing to put it out there to say you've got 799 other choices right exactly what am, and that forces him to say what am i going to do different than all of those people Correct. so you're the the systems the passion you know what yep. that is, is what he is, plays into is awesome so the other thing would be um this might be something you don't think about but make sure that your sphere of influence knows your unique selling proposition you have dozens of family members friends associates that are willing to refer you Equip them with your selling proposition so that they're not going to say, use my sister, she's a realtor, but use my sister, the realtor. This is exactly what she will bring to you. Yeah, teach them, teach them the sales pitch. I talked to a guy named Andy Dane Carter awesome, awesome realtor out in California. This guy's a beast. Um, He just wrote a book, by the way. I think it's like 100 Doors, Um, but amazing. But he said one of the key mistakes he made in the beginning of his business, and this was literally yesterday when I talked to him on the phone, and I hear this so often, is he he literally went after the anonymous person right. instead of going after his sphere of influence and sharing with his sphere. He said his sphere, because he did all types of real estate. Sorry, I hit my mic there. He did all types of real estate. So he did um, investing, developing, residential, commercial. He was doing it all. His sphere of influence only knew he did investing. That's crazy. And so guess what? That's they crazy. went to other agents to list their home. He said for the first like year, two years of his business, he really screwed up because he literally did not tell his people, his sphere of influence, the value proposition, the unique <laughs> value proposition that he brings to the table that guess what? I am focused on residential and this is why I'm the best and this is why you should use me. Mm-hmm. And they ended up going with another agent. So great point there. So the third one is going to be uh, practice, 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 practice. Don't just write down your unique selling proposition on your marketing and walk away. Practice saying it out loud. Say it to yourself. Say it to a trusted partner. So you can memorize it and roll it off your tongue. I know one of the things they say that people have to hear something seven times um, before they believe it. So, I mean, I know like one of the things that um, uh, our selling proposition that I use, I say it in every interview. I know our sales guys say it on every phone call. But the fact that uh, why American Lifestyle Magazine works so well is because it gets past the trash can. It lands on the coffee table and puts you in the center of the home for referral and repeat opportunity. Yes. And it just rolls off the tongue because we've we've identified what's unique. I mean, it really is. And this is not a sales pitch for Reminder Media. Although if you're if you're not if you're interested, please, we're not ashamed. (laughs) But it is um, it is something that really does stand. It's what we do best in the world is we get marketing that doesn't look like marketing into the home that sits there for three to four weeks. People spend an average of 44 minutes with they share it with 3.2 people. There's there's a lot of value there. And so instead of trying to go out and say, like, we're going to help you. 
increase your sales by 20%. Correct. You know, we're not going so broad. We're saying, look, if you're looking for a piece of marketing that's going to get into the homes and connect with your top relationship and sphere of influence, we have it for you. Yes. And so that's, but make sure you practice that. That's the key part there. And, and uh, what I always say is uh, interesting is I always tell people when you really break down the simplicity of like our value proposition, it's literally, we don't get thrown away. Yes, we yeah, yeah. we don't get thrown away, whether it's the recycle bin in your email inbox or it's the literal trash can. We don't get thrown away. And so once you memorize something or you ingrain it in your heart and mind. So just like in sales, you got to memorize your script, right? You got to infuse your personality into it. But you really start understanding just it in its most simplistic form. Right. You tend to start really wide. Yeah. You tend to try to throw every feature, every benefit, everything. But as you start memorizing it and start really understanding, hey, look, at the end of the day, you can do a ton of different touch points for your clients. There's yeah, a ton right. of different products out there. Our unique value proposition, ours don't get thrown away. Right. Postcards, five second shelf life, it gets tossed in the trash. Ours yep. doesn't get thrown away. So it's very interesting as you start memorizing it, what happens also in your mind is you, you start narrowing it. it. Yeah. yeah, You start very narrowing it all the way down and then simplicity is what helps you close deals because when you overcomplicate things, people then struggle to understand and when they struggle to understand, they struggle to make a decision and when they struggle to make a decision, there's no way you're getting a Visa or a MasterCard. So, so the last tip uh, is pretty obvious. You spoke on this in the first one, but that is to use it. I know it's <laughs> I know it seems obvious, but look, take action today, baby. Present yeah. this thing when you're meeting new prospects. Use it during your listing pre- presentations. Apply it to your cold calls if you're calling on FISBOs or expired listings. Use this use this as a way to differentiate yourself in a simple, clear way. I said it before, it takes an average of seven times for people to hear something before they actually believe it to be true. So don't don't fear that you're going to come off like a broken record. Yeah, and Make think sure about that, that in your sales pitch. Times. Apply that in your sales pitch. Like one of the things we teach our new reps is to say we're going to get you past the trash can on the coffee yeah. table in the presence of opportunity to generate more referral and repeat business. We tell them to say that over and over and yeah. over again to the point where the prospect goes, hey, 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 hey. I get it. I get it. You know, I, I get it. You're going to generate me referral. And repeat. You, right? Exactly. So you want to just hammer that home because it is what you, is your value proposition, what makes you unique. And then ultimately is what's going to cause them to believe it. And then they take action on that. Right. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please give us a five star rating on iTunes and hit that subscribe button. Make sure to check us out and make sure to check Luke out. On Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're on all the social media. Yes, we're all over the place. And I'm about to get on Snapchat because I finally have to jump and dive in. But it's at Luke Acre on Instagram if you want to check me out. Uh, please, please follow me. I'm going to give an action item for this podcast. Well, let's uh, just let me say this real quick. Next week, uh, join us on Facebook Live on Thursday. We're going to be talking about developing your marketing budget. So just kind of oh, yes, give everyone a little budget. bit of a teaser what's coming up. We'll be posting the time on our, our reminder media page. So make sure to check that out. Love it. So my action item, because obviously, every podcast, our goal is to try to give you something tangible that you can apply to your business, take action on to help you move the ball down the field. This action item is very simplistic. Write down your unique value proposition this week. We're going to put these frameworks up onto our statepaypodcast.com site where you can go through this exercise just like Josh showed us or how he went through it with Brian Quigley, my realtor. Do this. It's going to take you 15, 20 minutes and start honing in on what your unique value proposition is. Take action on that. The difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer, top producers take action. So take action on that today. 